Yes, it's the Tulane Chi Alpha podcast. We are being instructed to know God, inspired to love God, and challenged to obey God. As we go through the book of Hebrews at XA Abide, these are some thoughts from chapter 8. I hope you enjoy. Hebrews 8, 7 through 13. Do the whole section there. So, who would like to read for us? I will. Okay. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is a covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write on write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and aging will soon disappear. Thank you. So, just a few few simple thoughts. Um, it says, God found fault with the people and said... And so, but it begins with verse 7, if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place of itself for another. So where is the fault? Is it with the covenant or with the people? Um, I think also as we keep reading, there's, there's, there's a, the fault is with the people, but, and then because of the fault with the people, the covenant wasn't sufficient uh, for the people because the, the, the first covenant was primarily external. Um, it established laws and behavior that would, if you followed, if you followed this, you could stay near to God. But because the people, like us, were corrupted by sin, the law was incapable of renewing them from the inside out, which is what was ultimately needed. So, the other this is a couple of weeks ago, but in life group, we somebody was like, and Jesus was made perfect through whatever, um, and so they were. Th- they brought up the concept of like, well, before that point, was he perfect? And it's like, if he if he has to be made perfect, then does that imply that before that point, he's not perfect? And then they're bringing up the concept of like, well, then is God perfect? Um, okay. And I tried to answer that to the best of my ability, but like, by uh, bringing up, like, why are they asking those questions? Because it seems like then they didn't trust God through other things. That's kind of like what I focused on. So I didn't answer the question at all. Um, and, you know, Being like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, but like, I just like... Politician. Yeah. <laughs> but, because um, I didn't know how to answer the question. But, yeah. I, you know, well, I, that wasn't like... Right. In two weeks, we're going to look at uh, some of Hebrews 10. It talks about how we're made perfect. Um when it talks about Jesus being made perfect, the word there is probably a form of telos, which means brought to its completion. Okay. Um, and so it's really talking about Jesus' ministry, his, his ministry before God. So, so walking out obedience as a human being was, was brought to compl- like fulfillment yeah. he, or maturity. Like what he was commissioned to do was fulfilled. And so he basically he, 
which we read this in, in the Gospels and, and other Pauline letters, that Jesus fully, he fulfilled the law. So the, the old covenant was fulfilled in Jesus, so then, which allowed him basically to be the person to bring the sacrifice to inaugurate the new covenant, which is what we all needed. So it wasn't that something was lacking in Jesus, but there was something was lacking in his human experience because he had not yet suffered. He had not yet walked out obedience to the end. So he hadn't, there wasn't any failure. It was just a, like he needed to continue to move forward to fulfill his mission. That's, that's my best, under, best okay. understanding and capacity for explaining explain all that very off topic but thank you no I mean it, it connects um, and so like we need we need to be made capable of fulfilling obedience and because of our rebellion we are inwardly corrupted and so the new covenant take the language of Romans 8 the new covenant in through Jesus it condemns sin inside of us yet spares us through Christ so Christ bears the, bears the penalty takes sin upon himself and like the penalty of sin is is exhausted upon Jesus, so that God can then write the law inside of our heart, and so He can replace our heart without having to totally destroy us. So there is still a sense of we participate with Christ in the cross because we die to the old nature, but we have the promise of resurrection through Jesus, as we like we were with Adam, now we are with Christ, and so we're we're remade, and God can forgive us as he desires to. It ends, verse 12, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Which I think is just excellent reminder after talking about Joshua 24 on Monday, when Joshua's like, he will not forgive your rebellion and sin. And this is <coughs> Jeremiah, several centuries later, telling the people that this is, this is what God wants to do. And this is what God is going to do. He's going to accomplish something for you that you can't do for yourself. And so then you will be able to, the way I see it is you'll be able to walk in his forgiveness continue in this new relationship and not not live in unforgiveness because you continually rebel because you if someone forgives you but then you you slap them in the face again well you need like you need to be forgiven all over again and so but when you come when you're forgiven and you you're changed from the inside out then you're you're walking in the new relationship um, and living living the life that salvation gives us. We concluded our time by talking about ways in which God has rewritten our hearts and places where we feel that God is currently working to write his law on our hearts and rewrite our obedience to him. So I encourage you to reflect on that. Give thanks to God for how he has changed you from the inside out and bring someone else alongside of you as you work out the next step with God, the next step of bringing your obedience to perfection with Jesus. God bless you, and thanks for listening.